0: And now, to today's
1: message. But we're going to meet every morning like this. But it will be more for prayer into the church and into the service. Uh, But after service, particular and specific department will have to wait. And we meet with pastor for a church workers workshop. Because um, we have to still meet and train. We cannot just be running church as usual, else, we will miss out on a lot of things. You no, know, Christianity is a very trickish faith. If you are not careful, the only thing that will make you different from a worldly sinner is that you say you are a Christian or a worldly man, not even sin. Because you just say you're a Christian, you go to church. Because of the availability of God's mercy and grace and all that. If you don't take it, you take it for granted. And you do anything anyhow for God. And I, I, I've prepared a teaching on, you no know, when I started the assurance of salvation, I said I was going to teach on um, eternal security. And then I am going to teach on when the Christian sins, what happens. I haven't taught it yet. I'll teach. So the church workers, church workers, there are a lot of expectations that is required of us. A lot of expectations. As a church worker, there's a lot of expectations. So this session makes you more Christian. When I meet you, I'm, I'm making you more Christian because you are more visible to the world than a church member. So this time is to make you a more Christian church member. Because you can have church members who are not Christians. You can have church members who are less Christians. That means that their Christianity is not visible for everybody. Our Christianity must... Immanent, in the sense that it must come from the inside and it must be seen. If church workers cannot show forth the Christ-likeness, then the church is not a church. It's just gathering people to be an organ. But the church must reform. The church must transform. So if you are not serving in a certain spirit, you are missing out on being a Christian. And church workers meeting is to bring out the Christian in you. So it's not necessarily for my benefit, but for your benefit. It's for my benefit because at the end of the day, if I have more Christians as church workers, It's a plus to my leadership. But you stand to benefit more and more. Okay, so we have been looking at growing, growing, or being a competent church worker. Last week I did growing in relationship with your family. And I placed emphasis on the fact that we must grow in relationship with our families we must be involved in family life. We must be involved in family issues. As a Christian, we must not run away from family issues. We must be part of our families. But this morning, I want to move to the next area of growth. That's number four. That's um, growing in relationship with your pastor and church leaders growing in relationship with your pastor and church leaders. One of the control points in a Christian life is authorities God has set over him. If God did not give us authorities, many Christians will not survive. And authority is of God. There is no authority devoid of God. What I mean is if anybody has authority, it is because he is going to act in a certain aspect of God. When you see the president, he has the authority because he's acting in an aspect of God that God is the one to rule a country but he uses human beings. So that is why that space is created that a human being can rule a nation or lead a nation. So as a Christian one of the authorities God gave you to be on top of you and guide you lead you rule you Charles, look for that verse for me. The elders that rule. God gives people to rule you, to lead you, to guide you, to rebuke you, to restore you, to correct you, to get you on track. And these people primarily led by pastor. So go to Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Let's see. What is there? You must grow in relationship with your pastor. If you become a competent Acts chapter 20 verse 28 or 28 verse 20 one of them. Let's see what is there. If there is a scripture like that. No, this is not what I want. Go to 2028, 20, let me see. Is that 2028? Is that 2028? Okay. So a soft version. So he said, guard yourself. So Paul was speaking to pastors, okay? But listen to what he was telling them. He says, So guard yourselves and God's people, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church. Feed and shepherd. The sheep or the flock follows the shepherd. The shepherd does not follow the sheep. So the question is are you following the shepherd? Feed and shepherd God's flock. It is God's flock, it's not the pastor's flock. But yet, the pastor has the authority and the command and the franchise, the right to lead, to feed, and to shepherd the flock. The church. Purchase with his own blood, which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. So, you must grow in relationship with your pastor. It is a very, very difficult task on pastors when we get involved with your issues it is our calling at the end of the day your product the product that will come out of you is dependent on how well you related with your pastor Now people come to me and they lie they lie, they come with relationship and they lie some of them I rebuke them, some of them I keep quiet they lie, they lie into their marriage look at them. Five days ago, uh, a colleague's wife sent me a message that uh, they have an issue. Serious issue. But you see, when the thing started, I'm wondering whether they spoke to a pastor. Who pastors you? Who feeds you? Who is helping you? You are complicating your life. And all these years you keep complicating it. Who is adv- one advice can deliver you? One advice can guide you. One adv- God knows that He can't just let people believe in Him. So He puts people in your life. I have, I have, I have. I have seen people join this church and I've seen some who have actually taken my voice and revered my voice. And I've literally seen them being driven up, 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 up in life. The pastor is not a god over you, but a guide for you. Yes. A guide for you. How are you relating with your pastor and your church leaders? Your departmental leaders? Your ministry leaders? Are you growing in relationship? Do your children know your pastor? as your pastor. Or they have played, they've seen plenty pastors in the house. Do they know who your pastor is? Do they know which church you belong to? As a church worker, you must grow in relationship with your pastor. And your church elders. If you don't grow in relationship with your pastor you may not love the word of God being taught. <laughs> if you don't grow in relationship with him, I mean, if you hate Nana Ekufwado, you will not want to hear anything about MPP. Being said by him. If you hate Nana Ekufwado, if he comes to do the, the national briefing, when you hear his voice, not you put it off. Meanwhile, you need to know the state of the nation. You know? But because you hate the man, you, you will not hear the state of the nation. He's not saying the state of Nana Okufado, the state of the nation. But just because it's Nana that is speaking, you just put it off. If you don't grow in relationship with your pastor, you may never love the teaching of the word and even understand the word of God mature in the way you relate with your pastor and other church leaders. Mature. Mature in the way you relate with your pastor and other church leaders. Relate in honor. Relate in love. Relate in faith. You heard the teaching. Sometimes it takes faith to forgive people. The, the disciple says, then increase our faith. Because what you are saying uh, is too heavy for us. Sometimes it takes faith to forgive an offense, it takes faith. One day I, I was accused of something. As a pastor, you have to be accused. If nobody is accusing you as a Christian, then you are not living the Christ like life. If, like, nobody, everybody likes you, everybody okays you, all. Mm, there must be accusations going on. That must not be true. So, one they, I was accused of something by someone. But the person, normally when they're accusing a pastor, they don't say it, they don't say it early. They bottle it, up uh, then, At a time you don't, your mind is not on, then they release the accusation. Those ones are very painful. When I speak to pastors, I ask them, what what is the most painful thing you have experienced as a pastor? He said, when somebody leaves your church and does not give you a reason why he or she has left the church. (laughs) Oh, Pastor Nathan, I just felt like changing church but you know that there is something when any pastor hears that thing he knows that the person is lying because there is something if you have something that is good why will you leave it there is something so this person said a lot a lot of things then well a lot when i read it i laughed I love that. I say, hey. So the things we read in the Bible and the things Bishop Doug has written in his books is real. So let's say, let me give you an example. So Collins, um, maybe you come to do your naming ceremony. Okay, your naming ceremony, and maybe in the church, every naming ceremony we do it in church. But when I asked you, um, do you want it done in church or your house? You said, oh, pastor, any any place is fine. Then I choose your house. And when I came, I did it very, very fast, and I left. Then you take offense. Then you go and tell somebody that me, my naming ceremony, pastor didn't do it in the church. You take offense and you leave the church. So, if you don't grow in relation, if you grow in relationship with your pastor, you always come to him and ask for clarification of things. I remember when I lost my daddy and I told my pastor, Pastor Kuju, he told me, Congratulations. I was offended. And he took congratulations. I said, ah, heartless father. After the funeral, no, the the funeral was two years. In fact, yeah, after the funeral. So all along, oh, please, you guys, don't, don't, don't mess me up, please. So after the funeral, I went to him. So to give him a report of how the funeral went. And I asked him, Pujo, <laughs> and I told you I lost my daddy, you told me congratulations. I didn't understand. What were you trying to say? Then he laughed. Then he said, it is always a blessing for a child to see the death of his parents, and not the parents seeing the death of a child. See, do you want your mother to bury you? Uh, but if you bury your mother, it's a blessing. So if I didn't have a good relationship with my daddy, after the funeral, I will leave the church, and I'll be telling people, eh wicked pastor when I lost my daddy He said congratulations if you don't grow in relationship with your pastor and church leaders you are going to accuse church unnecessarily and it will not be well with you there was a scripture I saw hmm. how do I get this scripture Charles I told you to look for one still so you've not seen But look for this one too. David and Saul. uh, Fully, they are not sitting well. Let's always, don't let me repeat things. Hmm? Church, let's try to sit and do things and not change it. So look for when Esau and David went in the cave of Ingedi, where David found Saul sleeping, and his servants told him to strike the man. I want to show you a scripture: "May God, may, may you not entangle yourself in destiny." This is 2 Samuel or something. 1 oh, Samuel chapter 20 something. Look for it. When you see it, let me know. I'll continue teaching. You have to, if you're in a church, you have to see yourself as a son and a daughter of the ministry, of the pastor. You have to accept that status. That is the only way you can relate well with the pastor. Okay, so let me see whether when I read it, I'll get what I want. Keep moving. Keep moving. If I say move, move. Okay. Keep moving. Oh, Charles. Wait, wait. Go back and go back. So just follow my words. Have you seen that one? Read it, everybody. <laughs> Please read it again. Want to go? Oh, read it. Read it but you are afraid of the scripture. Read it. Give me GNT of that. Even me as a man of God, I am afraid to talk about another man of God. He said, but David said, you must not harm him. The Lord will certainly punish whoever harms his chosen king. Mm. That's why you need to grow in relationship with your pastor or your leader. Something goes on. Go to your leader and talk to him. Something happens. Oh, yeah, there are people who are functioning, then I tell them, I tell their leaders, tell them they should stop, they should not join. Because I'm the pastor. I take responsibility. So you see, the, he said that you must not harm him. The Lord will. So when, I, when you study the Bible well, you realize that God is particular with his things. And he's, he takes interest in his men. We must grow in relationship with our pastor. And our church leaders. I have been to hospitals where members, I had to literally change members on the bed. You cannot have, you, you may not be able to, to have that opportunity if you don't grow in relationship with your pastor. Yes, I had to change a lady in the bed, a church member. Yes. I had to literally carry a lady, virtually not wearing anything, a church member in the hospital, not once not twice help them out of the bathroom because no relative is there and his pastor is there it's relationship you have to grow in relationship with your pastor and with your church elders as a church worker. Verse 10. By the living God, David continued, I know that the Lord himself will kill (laughs) Saul. I know that the Lord himself will kill Saul, either when his time comes to die, a natural death, or when he dies in battle. Verse 11. The Lord forbid that I try to harm the the one whom the Lord has made king. Let's take his spear and his water jar and go. So David took the spear, blah, 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 Move move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. I'm not getting what. Okay. You... I will take my time and pull that scripture out. One of these days in our trainings. Amen. Amen. There's a particular verse that I was waiting on God far away and I discovered. When I discovered it, it humbled me. That's what I wanted to show you. Okay, so you let me just continue what I'm doing. So let your pastor know you are with him in the church and in the ministry and you are not against him and that you, you have received him and the church elders as God's leaders for your life. That is... One of the ways to grow, if you are growing in relationship with your pastor and church leaders, you have to let him know. When he's preaching, you are writing, you are clapping, you are paying attention, and you are practically living what he's teaching. Every flock reflects their pastor. This is Carrie's temple. You go to Carrie's temple, it's a different flock. You go to Christ temple, it's a different flock. If you go to Holy Ghost Temple, it's a different flock. If you go to Evangel temple, it's a different flock. But it's ICGC. Moving with the same policy. But the pastor, it is the reflection of the pastor that speaks over the people. You go to Zoe Temple, it's a different picture. No one congregation of even a denomination is the same. So how will you benefit from the pool that God has blessed your pastor with if you don't grow in relationship with him? You don't wish him a happy birthday. You don't wish him a happy Father's Day. You don't wish him Merry Christmas. You don't wish him Happy New Year. Nothing. You have never walked to your pastor and say, Pastor, that word was for me. Your departmental head. You have never appreciated him before. You have never appreciated her before. You if 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 you don't if we don't grow in Carrie's temple, wouldn't have grown this far if I was not in good relationship with my pastor. Yes. If I was not in relationship with ICGC. If I was not growing in relationship with ICGC, we couldn't have grown. Your Christian life, your service life to God will not grow if you don't grow in relationship with your pastor. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Let me add five minutes. We have a lot to do today. For this purpose, I am sending to you, Timothy, who is my own dear and faithful son in the Christian life? I wish I could say that about you. The surety of a father calling someone a son is not by force. Um, Natural birth is by force. (laughs) That's why your father can say, don't you know I'm your father? Natural birth. But when it comes to fatherhood, sonship, daughtership in the Christian, even the person can be in your church, eh? but the person may not be your son or daughter. Every son knows the father, and every daughter knows the father. So Paul was speaking about Timothy, that this is my dear and faithful son in the Christian faith in the Christian faith. He will remind you of the principles which I follow. That means that Timothy has imbibed in him the principles that Paul follows. How will you imbibe such principles if you don't grow in relationship with your pastor? Amen. You must believe that what your pastor is feeding you with. Is what you actually need from God. Hello? You must believe it. That when I'm preaching, it's actually what you need from God. Because the pastor has been ordained and authorized to feed the flock. Too many things to say. I'm trying to learn. You must love your church leaders, God has given to you. You must. You must love them. It's not a sin to love your pastor. Even your enemy, God says, love him. How much more your pastor? How much more your church leader? Even your neighbor, your neighbor who has not done anything for you, with you, to you, God says, love him. How much more? God loves all of us, but the first person he called his beloved was Jesus because of what Jesus did, Jesus' obedience to the mission and vision of God. If we have to love our enemies, I think that we have to love our friends and brothers more. Hello? Please, are you here? You have to grow in relationship with your pastor and church leaders if you want to be a competent church worker. You must be obedient to their instructions. You must honor, respect, and value what God has put on your pastor for you. That is the only time you benefit from the grace God has put on your pastor for you. Your pastor has no grace. It is the grace of God that God has put on him for you. So your miracles is going to come from God but it's going to use your pastor. So we are doing a program. Reverend Stanley will be here. Prophet Eric will be here in the evening. It's not every church that has The privilege to bring such men is based on relationship. Amen. Mm -hmm. The relationship the pastor builds with. Reverend Andy Yossin should have been here, but because we didn't know the ban on drumming, timely timelines, it messed him up. So these are people that you don't know. You don't have a relationship. Do you have a relationship with uh, Reverend Andy Yossin? You don't know. But for your pastor, you might never have sat under his ministration. But for your pastor, you might never have sat under Reverend Stanley Mensah. But for your pastor, you may never have met Prophet Eric Okulu. So it is an error for you to pass behind your pastor and go and connect with people he brings to church. It's an error. It is a big error. Let your pastor trust you. Some of you, if I send you to some of the men of God, you will take their number and start behaving like you have been an orphan all this while. (laughs) Yes, you will behave like you you have been an orphan all this while. In fact, when you came and you ministered, I have never heard the word of God like that. You've been under your pastor for seven years. So, your pastor may not trust you. But Paul spoke about Timothy. He said, my own dear and faithful son, may that be your portion. You must stop being individualistic in your service and in your opinions in church. But behave like a team player. Don't be an individualistic mindset church worker teamwork will build this work teamwork will build this work teamwork that's why when we are taking offerings we take all our offerings together big fat small we put it together and we use that offering for the work of God we need teamwork so if you're in department if you don't do a teamwork you affect the work of the pastor amen the time is running and I want to end here Else I will take too much time. We have too much things to do today. Give the Lord a clap offering, someone. <laughs> I pray you grow in relationship with your pastor and with church leaders. Next week I will talk about growing in relationship with church. Amen. That will make you a competent church worker. This evening we will see Reverend Stanley Mensah. There is a lot of activity. We will do prayer, opening prayer for five minutes and then praise and worship comes in. There will be drama ministration, and then um, we keep the service going. I want you to open up your heart. From next week, there's ban on drumming. I don't know how this atmosphere is. So I wouldn't risk a Sunday with sound, drum. So uh, we'll come to church. We'll be in church, but we will not do praise and worship loud. And we'll change the service. It may be full of prayer time, and all that so we want to come dress down we want to do dress down during this time
0: the message you just listened to is from icgc caris temple to connect with us you can like our page on facebook at icgc caris temple or follow us on instagram and twitter at icgc caris we'd like to hear of how god is blessing you through this podcast to support this podcast please click on the profile button and click on support thank you and god richly bless you